Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 49. And first of all, I wish want to wish everybody a happy new year and welcome to 2021. And hope everybody had good holidays and is ready to start the new year off right. And today I'm going to be talking about one of the most um, interesting cities in the world. And I think I mentioned in last week's podcast that after going through all my podcast episodes, I was surprised that I haven't done a review or a podcast episode on Moscow, Russia. And I've talked so much about Moscow and so much about Russia, it's amazing that I haven't um, talked about it yet. So today we're going to fix that. Dobre Bujalova v Moskvu. That's welcome to Moscow. And I want to start off basically by saying... Um, well, f- first of all, a little fun fact or interesting fact. If you ever talk to a Russian um, or if you ever hear Russian spoken on TV, it's, they always say Moskva. I mean, as English speakers, we say Moscow, but Russians, when they're talking about Moscow, call it Moskva. And if you ever see it spelled, it looks like it's spelled in English. It looks like almost M-O-C-K-B. A, and the reason why it sounds like Moskva is because that B, the, well, it looks like a capital B in Cyrillic and in Russian, that's pronounced V as in Victor, um, it's pronounced V in Russian, and so that's why you get that Moskva, that's how you get that sound. And that's also another hard part about learning Russian is because there's about a half dozen or so letters in Cyrillic that look exactly like English letters, but they sound completely different. Um, one is, like I said, the capital B is a V. Another one is a P in Cyrillic as an R sound, and the C in Cyrillic has an S sound. Uh, but anyways, this isn't a podcast about the Russian language, thank God. Um, but talking about the city Moscow. So let's get let's get into it. Um, first of all, I'm going to talk about basically why I went to Moscow in the first place, what the feeling was like when I got there, and what there is to do if you are inclined to go. Um, I talked about how hard it is to go back in one of the earlier podcasts, maybe two or three, about getting the visa and all that. Um, you can check one of those podcasts and find out if you want to go what the process is of going to to Russia on a 30-day visa. But anyways, that's it. But anyways, um, the number one reason to go to Moscow, and that's easy, is that's because of the girls. Um, Moscow has the best-looking girls in the world. And I'm, I, I grew up here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I know what good-looking girls look like. I know... Um, Scottsdale has one of the reputations that are all around the world, actually, as the small city in Arizona with the best-looking girls in America. So um, I do know what good-looking girls look like. And Moscow is definitely the best place I've ever seen traveling the world where you see so many good-looking girls and so frequently um, just five minutes walking down the street, you'll see, uh, uh, you know, really, really good-looking girls. And so, and you don't see that anywhere. In, in most places, you'll see a good-looking girl maybe once every hour, maybe two hours, something like that. But in Moscow, it's every five minutes. And and I knew that, and I knew that everybody said, go there. 
And I also knew from, I went to law school in LA and I had a lot of Russian friends, a lot of Eastern European friends. So I knew kind of what that look is. I knew what they were like. I knew how they take care of themselves. And then even in my adult life, when I was going to Vegas, or when I, you know, when I was going to Vegas, um, it seemed like 60, 70% of the girls I've ever hit on in the Vegas nightclubs were Russian and not just like with Russian parents. I mean, Russian girls who were spending a weekend in Vegas and spoke Russian and, and broken English. So I kind of knew what I was going, I knew what I was in for when I was going in. And like I said in the last podcast, um, given that I first went to Russia, I first landed in um, St. Petersburg. And I, I mentioned in the last podcast how disappointed I was that the girls in St. Petersburg weren't that good looking. But in Moscow, they are. And so that's what I went. And I think I mentioned in one other podcast, I think it was episode number 25, when I talked about how I went to Baku, Azerbaijan back in, um, I guess, early 2020, before the lockdowns. Um, and the only reason I went there is because the girls that I met in Moscow, a lot of those girls were from Baku. Some of the girls I met in the lounges in Moscow or from Baku and I never heard of the place before but if you know the sample of what I saw in Moscow was any indicative of who you know who's there then I wanted to go check it out it wasn't as great as advertised maybe it was a situation where all the bustling girls you know leave and go somewhere else go to Moscow but um it, it was good and it, nevertheless though yeah uh, I talked about that in, in number episode number 25 but that was, again, that's why I go. That's why I suggest every single guy should go. Um, and again, it's kind of up to you if you're not single, if you're not a guy or, or whatever. It's kind of up to you if you think Moscow is someplace you want to put on your destination list. Um, and if so, um, I'll give you some tips and some thoughts of what I saw for spending a week there. Um, and first of all, I'll tell you kind of what you can't really get in the guidebooks or what I couldn't find on uh, on YouTube or on the internet or anything like that. Um, the, the feel that you get when you get in Moscow, right when, when I got out of the train station, um, the feel that you get is that you're not, you, you feel like you're in Russia. You feel like you're in Russia from what you saw on TV growing up. Um, you see like the hammer and sickle symbol, not a lot, but you do see some of the hammer and sickle symbol from the old Soviet Union. Um, you see a lot of, or yeah, you see a lot of Lenin statues and a Lenin picture of Vladimir, I think it's Vladimir, um, uh, Lenin uh, statues, statues, and uh, everything's in Cyrillic. Everything is in Russian Cyrillic or the Cyrillic alphabet, I should say. So you know that you're not... Um, in America anymore. As I said before, when you're in St. Petersburg, it's not like that. Um, it, it's you, you. There's a lot of Cyrillic, and you see everything written, a lot of written in in uh, Russian, but you still kind of get a feel like it's for tourism, it's for the world, and it's for America and all that. But but Moscow's not. Um, Moscow's like New York. It feels like New York. It feels like a busy, bustling metropolis with everybody kind of looking down, uh, having things to do. That's what Moscow is known for. It's kind of known as like everybody in Russia, when they want to go make something of themselves, they go to Moscow. And so you have that same vibe. And again, it's just, it's like New York. I mean, New York, you obviously have um, 
tourist places like the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, whatever, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's made for tourists, though. I mean, it definitely is, and there's definitely tons and tons of, you know, European tourists who come to New York, but you, it's just kind of like you're you're still kind of in the middle of their the regular New Yorker work work life or, or life. And that's exactly how Moscow is. It's just like New York. Um, Moscow's not easy either. I mean, it's not, like I said, because everything's in Cyrillic and most people don't um, talk. I mean, most people don't speak English. And even, even the tourist places, even at my hotel, even... Um, you name like the tourist place where you would think that people would know English or some English. They don't know a lot. I mean, my the guy who checked me in at the front desk at the hotel did, but that's really about it. I mean, the people in the restaurants and the coffee shops, even in the hotel, um, didn't speak English. And um, so you have to know a little bit of Russian when you go and... You, and you definitely have to be able to like kind of read Russian or not read it, but at least understand the word, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the words or the letters. Um, because, you know, for Christ's sake, just getting out of the train station, you have to know what the exit sign and the, you know, entrance sign is. And so, I mean, obviously it's intuitive or it's, it's logical, I should say, but it's still in Russian. Um, I don't think there's anything in English in the train station or the metro station or anywhere. There might have been some English writing on the cashier window uh, when I would get a, a metro ticket, but that's about it as far as I can remember. Um, and there's two things that um, I, with the caveat that I was only in the middle of Moscow, I wasn't anywhere out in the suburbs or I wasn't in the, the, uh, the country. The caveat is like there was two stereotypes that were wrong that I saw and one is that Moscow is super expensive it's not it's it's no more expensive than any other tourist destination I mean um, it's not as expensive as Stockholm Sweden that's for sure but but it's not super cheap either it's not like Ukraine cheap so it's it's in the middle but I I remember people saying or I remember especially in the mid-2000s I think when oil was so high uh, Russia was a really expensive city, um, but it's not really anymore. And, and as I said before, even though the ruble is pretty weak to the dollar, um, you just have to pay attention because they just have they just make you pay more rubles, and it you know you got to translate that to dollars to make sure um, it's it you're it's fair. Um, and then the other thing, the the girls, the girls in Russia are nicer than their reputation. And if the stereotype is the Russian girls have the the resting bitch face or whatever, and they, you know, they're very stuck up and they're very blunt and they're very, um, they tell you, you know, they tell you exactly what's on their mind. Um, to some extent, that's true. But every girl that I met in Russia was super, super nice, um, nicer than the Russian girls I meet here in, in America. And so... I think, and again, I was only in the middle of the, you know, the city and all the, you know, all the hustle and bustle. So I don't know what it's like out in the country or whatever, but um, I thought that the stereotype was a little overblown as far as Russian girls not being friendly. Um, so, but that, that was, again, that was my on the ground experience. Um, it, it's kind of like the opposite of what 
I found when I went to um, Montreal, Canada. Mon- yeah, Montreal, Canada is known as having a lot of good-looking girls in North America, and they were uh, the reputation is they're nice girls and they're easy to talk to and all that. And I had the hardest time when I was in Montreal for four days. I mean, none of the girls would talk to me, so um, it was just completely different than the the reputation in the in the other way, the, the bad way. But anyways, um, so. So that's kind of like what I felt like on the ground, and that's what I felt um, that I couldn't. That kind of surprised me from all the research I did before I went. Um, as far as what there is to do, like I said, when you're not in the lounges or you're not, you know, d- doing anything else, um, there's a, there's many tourist attractions in in Moscow. And the first thing I'll tell you is that. If you see on like TV or or YouTube or anything the the pictures of um, Red Square, the Kremlin, and Saint Basil's Cathedral, um, they're all in the same spot. They're all on the same square. Basically, um, Red Square has like the big red historical museum, say on the north side, and then you have. Um, Lenin's tomb and the Kremlin on the left side, and then at the bottom you have St. Basil's Cathedral, and then on the right side of the, basically the square you have the the Gum or, or the GUM uh, Mall. It's a huge, super super nice mall that's right there on the the right side, basically the square looking down. Um, but all that's right there in the same square. So if you want to like do your sightseeing, you can do all that in the same area. Um, that's St. Basil's Cathedral, the Kremlin, um, the Gum, uh, the Gum Mall, and the State and the Historical Museum, all right there. Um, the other thing to do is you can go check out uh, the famous Bolshoi Theater. Um, that's within maybe walking distance, like half of a football field length from Red Square. Um, it's right there. Um, all the other stuff in Moscow, like Gorky Park is something that's a good, uh, cool tourist spot to go. You have to get on the metro and go. That's pretty far away from, not far, but it's, it's a distance from um, Red Square. Um, that's some place where you can go to. Um, you can go to New Arbot Street, which is like a, a pedestrian street full of restaurants, bars, shops. Um, souvenir stuff, kind of, kind of, kind of a touristy vibe. Kind of a lot of, like I said, souvenirs on New Arbot Street. Um, and then also, what I kind of stumbled upon by accident is a street called well, it, well, Tereskaya Street is like the main street that kind of runs um, up and down, kind of like a big Park Avenue or Scottsdale Road or something like that or Sunset Boulevard, where it's a big thoroughfare with cars, obviously, but on the sides they have real nice stores, and it's a major thoroughfare. It goes down to the Kremlin, basically goes down the Red Square. Um, but anyways, uh, one day I was down on that, I came out of the metro on that street, and I looked down, and I saw the State Historical Museum, where I went to like the night, the day before. So I started walking the other way, and I walked um, up Tereskaya Street, and I came to like an intersection of, um, it is called Petrov- Petrovka Street. Um, and it was kind of like a, not like a square, but kind of like a conglomeration of a bunch of stores where they all kind of intersect. 
and there was just like a bunch of people standing there, but a lot of people, a lot of shopping, a lot of restaurants, coffee shops, things like that. And you would see, and there's benches everywhere where you could sit. And so I remember seeing like a bunch, just a bunch of guys sitting down just on, on benches, drinking coffee or whatever. And I didn't re- obviously didn't really know what they were doing at first, but basically all the guys were out there, you know, watching the girls walk by who are doing their shopping on a, you know, two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. And, and so I, I stopped and I started, you know, watching with the guys basically. And I understood why they were sitting there and they were telling me about how good it was like to people watch right there. And it reminded me of the Spanish steps in Rome where you'd always see like the guys, the Italian guys who would sit on the bottom step and watch all the girls walk by on the, on the Spanish steps in Rome. But, but again, that was, like I said, on Tereskaya Street, kind of up, kind of about two football fields um, from that metro station in, in Moscow. Um, so that was cool. That was cool pe- people watching. Um, the only real regret I have about Moscow and just regretting on what I, di- I didn't get to see, there were some things out kind of in the, you know, a- away from the main rings that I was at. And by the way, if I didn't mention, Moscow is kind of designed like three big rings. You have like the innermost ring, the middle one, and the outer ring. Uh, I stayed in the middle, probably the middle two. I can't remember if where I was, but um, it's, I stayed like in the downtown part of it. So I didn't go anywhere else outside of that. But anyways, um, the one thing that I do kind of regret is I didn't go downtown to like downtown Moscow proper where all the businesses are, where all the, the, the skyline is. Um, I seen, you know, many pictures of it and wanted to go, but I just either forgot about it or just didn't have time, uh, when I was there. But I do regret not going down there to the, to the business district, in Moscow. But other than that, I did everything that I wanted to do um, uh, in Moscow. Um, it was very, very safe. I never felt uncomfortable. Um, I never felt uncomfortable as an American. Everybody that I met was happy to see me, happy to talk to me, um, were asking me, you know, why I was there. They said that, you know, they didn't meet a lot of Americans. Um, and so it was a great time. I had a great time. Um, I don't. I would. I don't know if I would recommend it as uh, you know one of the top tourist destinations, just because it's so difficult. You know, uh, you have to be motivated to to do it. Again, just starting with the uh, the visa process. You know, and so. Um, but if you're so inclined, it's definitely worth going, and you'll you'll have fun um, for sure. And if you haven't ever seen my YouTube channel, but I do have about six minutes of my days in YouTube, I mean my days in in Moscow on my YouTube channel, Um, and it just basically shows me kind of everything I talked about in this podcast, what I did for those three or four days, and that's it. So anyways, as always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email. Um, you can s- email me at Darren, Darren at Um, or check out my YouTube video, my YouTube channel, which is Darren's travel tips. Um, and all, like I said, the videos, there's a couple of videos of Russia on my YouTube channel. And then always please, as always, please, uh, rate review and subscribe to this podcast and I will see you next Thursday. Thanks again.